0: This podcast is supported by Patreon. You can show your support on patreon.com slash toadsanime and get four early episodes a month for just a few bucks. Plus, it helps Ryan buy Digimon toys. Alternatively, spend it on something more important.
1: Hello and welcome to yet another, a bloody another one, episode of Toad On Games, the only podcast in the world. Full stop. It's It's the only podcast in the world. I've never heard of any others. Um, with me today, I have Robin and Amy from Gaming Mag. Hello.
2: Hi. hi um... Um,
1: hello. Yeah, I've realized I just left like an awkward silence, like I should have <laughs> yeah. said. I'll talk. Say hello, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to uh, Do you want to briefly explain, I was still with Robin, do you want to briefly explain uh, who you are and what you do at Gaming Mag? Maybe a brief description of Gaming Mag?
0: Sure. Uh, hello, everyone, uh, to the only podcast in the world. Um, My name is Robin gray Uh, I'm the founder and current editor of Gaming Magazine, that's Gaming with a Y, uh, which is the world's only LGBTQ video game magazine.
2: Hi, yeah, hi, I'm Amy Hart and I am Deputy Editor of Gaming Magazine and I make the website have great content <laughs> and work with our freelancers <laughs> to make the best content that we can, and just just to re- allow LGBT freelancers to express themselves in ways that they might not be able to do in other publications.
1: Awesome, and uh, yeah, I I mean I I'm so already invested in gaming magazine that I bought one of your hats. Like I have a little yes. gaming magazine snapback. You're
0: about hat. the only person that has. But congratulations. <laughs> How so people may see I me have about.
2: One. I have one too.
0: <laughs>
1: people may see me about events or or work live streams or something with that on sometimes. So that would be neat. Um, do do go check out their merch store. Yeah, yeah. Go buy a hat. Let's not be the only hat people. Go buy a hat.
0: Yes. Um <laughs> We've got t-shirts too. <laughs>
1: T- t-shirts, hat. Dress yourself up. Come on now. Let's do it. Um... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's 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 so strange because. um Whenever I talk to you guys about, to, to, to anyone else, it's like, your outlet is so ubiquitous already in the industry that it feels like you've been around forever, but it's only launched, what, a year ago?
0: Yeah, when you work with Amy, it does feel like you've been around forever. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa. Stop this podcast now, I want to get off. <laughs> um, I'm only kidding. Uh, we, we all know that Amy is the glue that holds this shit all together, trust me. Yeah. Um, the yeah so we launched in june of last year so yeah we are literally a year and a couple of months old um and it's been an absolute roller coaster in like beyond even sort of my wildest sort of first 12 months dreams if you if you'd have said to me when we were planning all this in sort of april may last year that in a year's time after launch uh you'd have been nominated for several awards and have 60,000 readers per month, um, mm. I would have never believed you. Um, and I think it's testament to the need for gaming, as, as, as Amy mm. alluded to right at the top. This isn't just, it's, it's a three-pronged uh, thing. It's celebrating uh, gamers, gamers with a Y, um, and giving them a space to hang out and to um, explore their passion without prejudice. Um, it's mm. celebrating people in the industry, which as we discovered earlier this year, when the, uh, UK's diversity census came out, particularly in the UK, um, 21% of the, uh, games industry workforce identify as LGBTQ, which is crazy,
1: mm. but it's
0: also celebrates. And it also gives voice and amplification to writers. Uh, and it's the, it's the group of people that are really under, uh, represented. And it, it was an idea that put into my head from a colleague a journalist colleague who works for another magazine um who basically said like she receives loads of pitches from lgbtq writers um but they can't their editors don't have anywhere to put them and that's not necessarily in a sort of shitty kind of way it's just a case of if their magazine is very tech heavy for example dropping in a piece that wants to explore sort of queer allegories in this game um it just editorially doesn't have a place to sit and so that was kind of my mm-hmm. third real driving mission was to give an opportunity for people to have their say and write about something they're really passionate about.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, as you say, we it, it's so strange to me that this sort of thing hadn't existed before.
0: Well, um, it had. Ah. Yeah. So, no, <laughs> well, there we go then. So, no, well, yeah, exactly. Tiny little history lesson and I'll probably get it wrong. Um, I was doing some research. Um, like I, so this all started from a conversation in a pub, as these good things do. Um, mm-hmm. with they Dr. do. Exactly with Dr. Joe Twist of Yuki, um, and on the on my way home from that meeting, um, I was like, "Well, we, we'll do some we'll do some video game content for our existing titles." My, my company also has uh, two other uh, LGBT magazines, and it was during that process of research that I noticed that there isn't somewhere. That is he's doing this full time. And that kind of was a big jumping off point for gaming. But during the research, it did reveal that there was a couple of attempts um, for back in the mid 2000s of a sort of uh, an, an LGBT gaming magazine based in the States. Um, but I believe that was called Gamer Magazine, Gamer with a Y. And right. the story goes is that the guy who was running it was quite successful, but then got a little bit greedy because he tried to copyright the word gamer with a Y. I'm going to stop saying that. Ooh. It's gamer. and <laughs> uh, And then basically, uh, but then didn't just do that. He then tried to send a cease and desist to um, the gamer Reddit group, um, wow. who all then threw $10 in the pot, rose up, sued him, and shut him down. So, oh my right. god! There's a lesson. I... There's a lesson in there about bringing the community with you rather than trying to exploit them. Wow, um, yeah, that's mad. So that was a sort of key learning from my side. Not that it's ever anything that we would do anyway. It's the same. We we run a, hmm. a bear magazine, which for straight listeners is um, the, a, a section of the LGBT community, the male LGBT community, is to do with chunky guys. Um, but somebody again, somebody in the past has tried to copyright the word bear in that context. And again, a wow. thousand and one companies just rose up, sued them, and shut them down as well, because you can't keep going back against communities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, sorry, that's a very long-winded way of saying we're not the first, but we're currently the only.
1: No, that's fine. I mean, that's that's why I have you on. I, uh, that's that's genuinely new to me. That's super interesting. I didn't know that someone had tried to copyright <laughs> the word "gamer" with a Y. Um, That is the opposite way to get the cuny behind you. That Literally, is that is madness. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think that's why we're like so successful. Like, not to toot our own home already, Hopefully. but... I, okay, I'm tootin' it. But, uh, <laughs> but I think, you know, uh, we've got a strong community. Our Discord community mm. in particular is pretty hefty. And our readership is great. And I feel like, obviously, we always want to do bigger and better. But I think we're in a good place, like, right now. And I obviously hope to improve. But I feel like when people come to try and find LGBT... Uh, criticism in video games—they think of us first.
1: Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean that—that's—that's—that's that's, that's it for sure. Like when I think of when I think of uh, anything to do with LGBT representation in games, or or sharing experiences, or or looking at games through an LGBT sort of lens, um, of course your outlet is always the one I think of first. And I think I've had, you know, some 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 gamers and some journalists have brought those kind of topics up before and I've always directed them over to you it's, it's just like the obvious place to go for that sort of thing um Amy when did you actually become involved in because f- again for me like you're b- ubiquitous with this magazine like I feel like you were there from the very beginning is that the case did you get involved right from the get-go
2: um I basically saw that um I think it, Robin someone I think you put on Twitter that you know about gaming magazine and I started in a freelance group uh called into the spine and they basically put that on like a discord channel and I was like, oh like an LGBT magazine that's really cool and i want to be a part of it And I helped Robin and uh, my first pitch was about uh, LGBT in tabletop games. And I was just really interested. So I, I feel like I kept just bugging Robin with pitches. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, Robin, please accept my pitch. And then uh, we got to talking and, you know, uh, Robin knew I was from Birmingham. So we met up. And obviously, after much talking about what we wanted for gaming, uh, I got offered a job and that pretty much sums it up. And it was great because it was funny because I was like, I went there and I didn't know I was going to be offered anything. I was like, ah, oh, I thought we were just going to have a drink. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> I have a job now. Awesome. And it was great. I really um, enjoyed
0: it. Yeah, I mean, that, that was exactly it. So, yeah, it's exactly what Amy said. So we started this up. Obviously, I started this up. Um, and it was very obvious, very quickly. And it was always the plan that I needed somebody, uh, I'm going to be honest with a much better and deeper grasp of games than me, because Mm -hmm. I, I can do the talk and I can do, uh, the sort of the opinions and stuff on like the headline stuff, but there's so much rich LGBTQ content in the indie world. Um, and in the deeper sort of mm-hmm. recesses of the game's internet, uh, the sort of place that Amy likes to lurk on a daily basis, I um, <laughs> and and it's those sort of, it was that kind of depth of knowledge that I was really lacking, um, and yeah, we we put out and I put out an initial sort of call for uh, pitches, uh, for freelance pitches, um, and and yeah, Amy just kept coming back um and and for me it was kind of like when I when I I then discovered she lived in Birmingham and that was obviously for me um in, in the digital world in which we live it's not a huge problem where you live but for me sort of I think the idea of being able to actually meet up with somebody uh to mm. actually do some work um is still quite important and, and it's a healthier way of working I think no <laughs> well not at the moment um but the um but yeah be, beyond that I think I've said it before and I'll say it again, a lot of credit has to go to Amy for being able to sort of use her knowledge and experience and and contacts as well to sort of reach out. I'm, I'm super, super proud, not only of of Amy, but also of the fact that the people she's brought along uh, to add some sort of richness to our voice. Um, I think we have contributors that pretty much represents every major uh, part of the lgbtq community um mm. and and ethnic background and uh, like geo backgrounds and everything um reaching mm. from usa through europe out into australia um and so for me i think that's that's been an, another sort of key thing that amy's brought to this is the the idea of being able to bring such diversity in
2: well now i'm blushing i'm blushing now get back to work no, okay <laughs> we're very slapstick relationship don't we Robert
0: <laughs> yeah please don't ever take this as serious don't write me oh letters. no don't write me letters um I do treat my staff very nicely <laughs> don't play Amy
2: yeah 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 <laughs> just outside my window at the moment hold on let me just shut the curl <laughs> No, Robin uh, treats me very well and um... <laughs> <I don't say laughs> that.
0: you're not confessing, you're not sort of like I'm not <laughs> Can we move on
2: <laughs> <laughs> No but you 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 have done amazing things for gaming as well and to, like the, the gaming award, it's all Robin and I'm very happy to be part of that as well. Just uh so sure I like uh, that. What you a really casual idea? segue.
0: What a delightful segue!
2: You're welcome. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, while we're on it, then, do you want to, to kind of explain what the Gaming Awards is? Because um, this this news was was is, is fairly recent and uh, quite interesting to me. So, do you want to do you want to explain what that is?
0: Yeah, so um, we sort of timed it with our first birthday, really, um, and we announced, um, I believe it was late June, um, that 2021 will see the launch of the Gaming Awards. Um, this is. Mm. Uh, ridiculously, again, if you'd have said to me that within 18 months of launching, you're going to have your own award show, I again, wouldn't believe you, um, but here we are. Um, it, it, it literally is uh, a celebration of, uh, queer gaming uh, globally. Um, these are global awards. Um, the first round is going to be in London in February, hopefully. Uh, if not, it's going to be streamed online. It will take place, uh, in February, 2021. <laughs> Uh, we have a panel of nearly thirty judges uh, located all around the world, um, and in different and in, in different parts of the industry and player base to make sure that we've got a good sort of cross section of that. And it's a way of celebrating more than just superficial uh, LGBT video gaming. And I say that with a lot of love because currently there are a couple of awards I'm not going to name for for, for shaming sake, but th- there are a couple of awards who get. Who, who do cover uh best lgbt game and the problem is their shortlist is pretty much picked from a google search of lgbt game um and it feels yeah. like they picked like the top three triple a's uh and that's that um the one that got awarded this year still was nominating overwatch which is like what 20 years old now um <laughs> yeah. and, it, and, and the game itself doesn't have any queer content it's the associating uh, the comics and stuff that go around the outside of it so yeah to me that's not a really great example of something that needs to be awarded it's like Dumbledore. Um, yeah exactly yeah. it is yeah best, harry, po- exactly best harry potter character although we can't say that word anymore can we um <laughs> the books that wrote themselves um the, <laughs> For me, I think, though, it it goes beyond just that one best game, full stop. That's why we we have nine categories uh, that include um, best example of LGBT authentic authentic representation, best LGBT character, um, obviously game of the year, Reader's Award, which is obviously the the one that they'll be voting on. Um, And we also wanted to include stuff like best LGBT streamer, um, because streaming, I think, is the new frontier or the newish frontier. It's been out for a while, obviously. Um, but there is a huge role for queer people in, in the streaming world. Um, mm. and, and we have some of the best, uh, streamers I feel are, are queer. Um, and there's another bit about, um, there's an industry award. So, um, industry diversity award. So again, it's about rewarding, uh, industry organizations, um, who have been taking positive steps to foster LGBT uh, positivity in their workplaces. So for me, it's, it's. It's a whole sort of three hundred and sixty experience of awards um, that I'm hoping is something that that people will will take great pride in winning, um, and also then going forward will strive to win, because I think those mm. those that, that will that will foster an, an inherent sort of improvement um, in in the global games world. And I keep saying global because it is a global awards. These are open to everyone. Um, and 2022's mm-hmm. awards are already pe- lightly penciled in uh, for San Francisco. So we're, we are going to be flopping between the UK and the US um, Brilliant. year on year. On year.
1: Great yeah it's it's super exciting it's it's genuinely really exciting stuff I would uh hopefully hopefully um things have cleared up a little bit and it can be a physical event but even if it ends up being digital it's uh super exciting super exciting stuff.
0: Yeah we've got um I'm, I'm we're already sort of baking in uh plans from the beginning um we were always planning on streaming this anyway like I say global awards mm. not everyone can come to London I appreciate that completely. So we'd always planned and budgeted for streaming. Um, So if it's a case that we can't physically meet, um, then the streaming will just play a greater role. Um, We have a host in place, the fantastic Susie Ruffle, who's an amazing LGBT uh, comedian here in the UK. Um, And she's going to be fronting it, whatever happens. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe not whatever, whatever (laughs) happens, but we'll we'll see how the election in the USA goes. Um, But the... um, Yeah, if you think 2020 is done, it's not done yet. Um, (laughs) Oh no, it's just starting. Yeah, literally (laughs) only halfway. The um, but yeah. So for me, it's just regardless of what happens, these are taking place. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I I want people to have confidence in that. And I've been talking to our sponsors. Um, to try and sort of instill that confidence in them as well.
1: Great, yeah, brilliant. Uh, I'm super look forward to it. Um, we'll kind of at the end the end of this, we'll have sort of links and stuff for everyone. But if there's any, is there anywhere specifically that people can get information on this from, or should they just go to gamingmeg.com?
0: You can go to gamingawards.com. There we gaming go. Gaming with a Y, obviously, g a y m i n g awards.com.
1: Cool. Yeah. So do, if if because I know that a lot of a lot of people that listen to this are uh, industry folks, so if there are like developers and 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 writers and whatnot, then do pop over there and uh, look into it. Cause it is really exciting. It's always good when new things come about, new award ceremonies and new outlets, because we, we, we frankly don't get that happen very much. Um, it must be kind of, it, it must be interesting for you to have started a new outlet, a successful outlet, a new successful outlet, when so many are closing. Um, do you think that's because, do you think the reason you found success is partially because, obviously, you have a very targeted purpose?
2: Um, I feel that we're successful for well exactly what you said we have a targeted purpose and also because we are able to work around uh seo in a way which is like Mm -hmm. so boring to talk about seo (laughs) but like every every publication uh well, from what I know, anyway, every publication loves SEO. Because it's all about those views, those clicks. And don't get me wrong, we we need clicks and everything like that. But we are not super dependent on like writing content that's um, completely new, so to speak. Like we can talk about retro LGBT games, and people come and love that, and they want to know more because mm. that's our audience. We don't have to talk about, like, I don't know, uh, will Splinter Cell ever come back to like have his own game again, or stuff like that, because we don't need it. We don't need to do it, and I feel like people like that because we've got a time- like timelessness about us for, for one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know about you, Robin, but I feel like uh, that we're still very needed as the lgbt lgbt community is obviously growing and we're obviously getting more accepted but there's still tons of work to do as especially in the gaming world
0: yeah you're absolutely right mm-hmm. um i think you're right on all the things you just said so I, I think the reason that i think a lot of people are successful and it isn't just us it's it, there are other outlets and other magazines out there that aren't just in gaming it's across the media landscape if, if you are that there is what we call the rise of niches at the moment um mm-hmm. i think more and more people are seeking out content specific to them i think there's a demand for diversity i think there's a demand for people to be seen um mm-hmm. and i think magazines who are basically homogenous and, and trying to sort of hit everyone at the same time i think they're losing ground because they're not doing anything particularly accurately well and i mean that in an okay kind of way just purely a case if you try and do too much too quickly then you're not going to do you're not going to cover anything in the depth that you need to cover it um a lot of other magazines do cover lgbt games stuff but it is literally like headline uh news it's like this is happening and that's the end of the article um, whereas we sort of dig into it and go, well, why is that happening? Is this important? Um, how can we sort of, how can we dig further into this? I mean, there's a great example. Obviously there's uh, the new game. Tell me why coming up, um, which is the first ever game to have a, 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 lead trans male protagonist, um, that was reported widely when it was announced in October last year. Um, purely as, Hey, this is happening. And that's the end of the article. Whereas we know that games with trans content tend to sort of have a nasty habit of not being done properly or sympathetically or authentically. Mm. Um, And we, our job, we felt, was to actually follow up on that. And so Amy managed to secure a great interview with some of the developers of the game. um, And we took questions from our trans audience and asked them Mm. those questions. And we provided feedback. And now everyone loves the game because everyone's really chilled over it. And hey presto is launching this week actually, um, and so far so good. There seems to be good reception, and um, they're sort of. I think there's more and more stuff that's coming online. they like their brilliant FAQ section, which is a great way of them sort of managing some of that expectation of negativity. So it, I think we've obviously demonstrated that we go deeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and and as well the <laughs> don't shush, um, and they also have. Um, I think it's I, th- I think as well as Amy said we don't have to play the SEO game people find our content because they want to find our content um, and people mm-hmm. I think we build more and we get more clicks from our communities that we're building across our social media and discord etc we're not necessarily chasing that here's five things you need to know about this new thing which has no relevance mm-hmm. to LGBT people so I think yeah we', we we've been carving out some great content um, and I think it, it's been really really cool
2: mm-hmm and like just to add just, just to add on to that as well like we uh we know that like certain things hit with like queer people so to speak like uh from what we've learned from streamers what we've learned from our freelancers what we learned from our community we know what they're interested in like just looking at our discord community everyone's like everyone loves jrpgs so it's like okay we're gonna have to focus on some jrpgs because these guys love that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and like the same with horror the same with uh visual novels you know we know where to hit and i'm not saying that publications don't but like robin said we don't have to worry about hitting everything we just have to hit the right notes and People like it, and it's like a so-
0: queer SEO.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: QSEO. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Que- queer
0: search optimization. <laughs> I love it, but um,
1: yeah, it's it, it's great because, as you say, it is. It is. I, I have noticed um, through no fault of their own when you do get a game where the headline news from it is this has a trans character or this has a gay cap- couple in it or something along those lines that's the headline and the body text, it kind of just says, this is happening, this has been announced, this is when it's coming out, has a trans character and that's kind of it, that's the kind of depth you get, which is, you know, the, the reporting on it and that's cool, it's great, there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But as you say, it's great that your outlet can can really deep dive into that and especially like that you're able to kind of take questions from your own community and, and see what it is, what concerns they have with those games because as you say, a lot of games um, haven't done that representation very well I think, thankfully, there's there is this push um, within the recent few years to have more diversity, um, uh, and and that's great. But it hasn't always come out too well. And yeah, it's great that now, like you, like, like yours, can can take questions from the community and and analyze it a little bit deeper. Um, that's great, and we definitely need that, and we'll always need that.
0: Yeah, I, I think people. Um... Um, to, to the point you're saying about developing more and more diverse games that is only ever a very good thing um there has mm. been a significant rise uh in games with queer content uh over the past 5 years or so um very much still in the indie space but it's started mm-hmm. to bleed mm-hmm. out obviously into the triple a's i mean the last of us 2 sort of setting all the records um with a queer lead character and and other queer representation in the game as well so it, it's happening um the, the problem is, I think, is that if you as a company are chasing diversity, then you're going to fall into those, into those traps of inauthenticity. Um, and mm-hmm. that stands out like a sore thumb. And I think a lot of our community in some ways would rather not be included if you're going to do it badly, because it, that's an even bigger slap in the face. Um, I think it's a challenge to companies to not only include diversity, it's basically to make making games represent the world more. And I'm not just laying this out Mm -hmm. just for the LGBT community. I'm I'm using diverse with a capital D. It's it's across the board diversity. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think the challenge is there to make sure that's happening properly. And There is only one way of doing that, and that is actually having some queer people on your team um yeah and not just on the team but involved in the team which is the other sort of thing that i, I think a few people are haven't quite got their heads around yet um mm-hmm. but yeah we, we're getting there
1: yeah yeah we are getting there as you say like with with w- we're mostly talking about the AAA space in regards to this because um I'm, I'm sure it seems that amy has has some experience with sort of in the indie game scene has always been really good for representation. Of course, they don't have the same budgets, so you don't get the same kind of experiences and certainly they're not the same kind of views. Um, but the indie game scene with like itch.io, you just have to put in like a general search term, and you'll find hundreds and hundreds of games with, with really good LGBT representation. And that's because that developer tends to be part of the LGBT community. So they, they tend to be t- just sharing their own experience through a video game, um, mm-hmm. which is great. So uh, yeah, yeah, people should go and check more out,
2: yeah like uh one of our columns is a game of the week and i always always go to look on itch.io or steam and just see what queer indies are out because basically the indies have always been doing the work i feel like there's always been people in the indie scene who sadly do not get the recognition that they deserve because, I don't know, like, indies are, like, don't do well for SEO. And I know it's like, oh, I, I hate talking about SEO, but, like, mm-hmm. like, publications do not focus on indies that aren't super big because of yes. SEO. And that is, mm-hmm. the, that is the horrible truth. Like, you know... I see people saying, "Hey, why aren't we talking more about indies?" And like, why aren't big publications talking about indies? And the f- fact of the matter is that they just don't do well, and mm-hmm. that's why I'm so happy to be part of the column Game in a Week because I, even if we do not get the like a hundred amount of clicks, I want to always put the queer avant-garde that's going on in the indie scene and has been going on for years i always want them to have their share of the limelight because they deserve it and because of our audience people are interested and mm. i think that's something very unique to gaming magazine
0: yeah it, it, it's certainly from from my side obviously as the sort of the person who's obviously sort of the one like we, we, we chasing readers and chasing eyeballs because we need to service our advertisers and make some coin. Um, the, 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 <laughs> the, flip side of it for me is the fact that on occasion, and to be fair, it's a lot of the occasions, um, we are doing this not to make money. We're doing this genuinely to amplify, uh, voices, amplify games, amplify artistry, queer artistry. Um, and as, as as Amy said, if 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 we if we do our bit and promote a fantastically diverse, beautiful indie game, and I don't even care how many clicks that did or didn't get, because we've done our job and it's the only possibly the only bit of exposure they'll ever get, and and they're super super grateful mm. for it. Um, whereas obviously in in, in in other ones, I'm always the one breathing down Amy's neck about like we we need to get some more clicks.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: So that normally means can you write something to do with fire emblem because yes that always gets (laughs) that always gets the clicks in, um yeah that's and again that's the gay SEO going off um yeah but the yeah so I I think for me is like as the publisher um we're balancing off um attention seeking I suppose click clickbait um with actual genuine meaningful good wholesome content that's good Mm. for everybody. And I think that to me is like sets us apart as Amy said from from other publications that are literally just chasing eyeballs um and and we actually have maybe a bit more of a mission,
1: yeah, that's great i mean as as you say, like people are people are coming to an outlet for that representation for that angle anyway um so being able to cover indies that actually have that representation is 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 wonderful and hopefully gives some extra eyeballs to them because um you know when when I was more of a journalist when I was writing for the mirror. I would often cover indie games like small ones on itch.io just because i wanted to but they definitely didn't get the clicks like it was i was doing it literally just because i wanted to shine a spotlight on that game give it a little bit of attention and have the developer be able to go oh my goodness i got into yeah. this outlet which is great which was a great feeling but the, but the the sad reality of course is that i could spend an hour writing this really cool in-depth piece on the indie game or write a very quick paragraph news piece on the latest game and you know, it's 10 times the amount of hits. That's that's the sad reality.
0: But I think the strength of what we have is that we might not be hitting big on those ones, but we have it all starting to add together. Like you say, if, if people uh, know to find out about LGBTQ indie games at gamingmag.com, small plug, Um, <laughs> then they can come. And, and that, that sort of general swell of people they know the content that will be there so okay that individual Mm. article about that individual game might not do anything but while you're there you can check out the 30 or 40 other indie games we've we've written about over time as well so I think that's again it's about the difference in mission as to really and and sort of almost a community service if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Do you find it um this was years back really but I remember I was writing an article once um it was like a listicle of like you know i was some stupid like top 10 gay video game characters or something and even then i was just like really scraping the bottom of the barrel because it was like you know triple a stuff um and there really isn't anything (laughs) so i had like uh, i I don't know birdo captain rainbow kind of um and so even, even just something simple like that, let was a struggle for me, like actually shining a spotlight and any kind of representation was difficult. And I wrote that arc like 10 years ago, and things have certainly changed since then. But do you find it difficult to, to, to kind of cover stuff in the AAA space with with there with still not being that much representation? Or does it come quite easily to you? I know you have lots of fantastic writers um, that kind of bring that content to you.
2: Um, I think that widely depends on the the franchise, so to speak, because when Pokemon came mm-hmm. out, we have a surprising amount of queer pictures about Pokemon. And um, you know, obviously from what I, I'm not a big Pokemon fan, so I don't know if there actually has been a queer character in Pokemon. But I don't think there has. And yeah, yeah and but there was a surprising amount of queer pictures about it. And I was like intrigued because I was like, okay, uh let's give them a look and there was some really cool ones. this is obviously team rocket and everything like that and then there is like the, like nessa and her relationship with i can't remember the character but then you know <laughs> like there, there is like tons of like queer fans dedicated to uh i and i say this in quotation marks uh queerifying i suppose pokemon and wanting Obviously, see themselves in that world, so Mm -hmm. I think we can cover AAA games because I feel like a lot of people are drawn to like big game series and wanting to see themselves in it. And for The Last of Us in particular, that was very interesting to cover because obviously the marketing for The Last of Us. Uh, too, and it was, anyway. It was very much like, oh, is it gonna be queer bait? or is it gonna be like bury your gays? And then afterwards, mm. when we actually played the game, it was like actually, it's a very complex, intense, like love story between two women. And as obviously, with all the depression and angst that was going on in that game, but uh, it was it was something that people were drawn to so i feel like we do cover and can cover to play games but i do think it is harder because like you folks said it's lgbt representation in these games are are very scar scarce still and then Mm. you've got companies who like ubisoft and you know ubisoft is you know And I just put my uh, hand to the side as if to say, I don't even know how to discuss Ubisoft in a non-biased way. But they're obviously including uh, LGBT characters in their new game, and they've done so in Odyssey. And that was a whole thing as well. And then you've got Cyberpunk coming up, Mm. and there's like... So many, I've, so many, like of my trans friends were like, "I'm not getting it. I don't trust it," and everything like that. And you've got to sit down and be like, "Okay, so we obviously are going to try and cover it as respectfully as possible, and mm. we're obviously not gonna just bring in writers who are just cis or white or just like that. We need. We always try to strive and include people who." Can either relate or look at this critically to the point where it's like okay this is a good game but is it good for lgbt representation And i think we do Mm. that fairly well we're obviously not perfect but we always try to strive and strive strive to be the best we can possibly be
0: yeah i think that's about right i mean we certainly in our earlier days um we were basically reliant on more experienced uh, journos bringing in the codes, basically. Um, and then they obviously can mm-hmm. write about it from their their uh, background, their opinion. Um, but now, as you say, we're sort of becoming more of the part of the furniture. Um, we're able to sort of uh, have access to games ourselves. So we were able to sort of then dive, make sure that gets diverted out to people who have lived experiences. I, I, I think I echo Amy's point completely about The importance of games being reviewed by people who have that shared experience there was a fascinating Mm. statistic i think that came out around the reviews for the last of us 2 and how the majority of it was done by cis men and it was a queer female love Mm. story so i think that in itself is like and again it's it's how you break it down like you're going to review it as just a game or you're going to review it as an experience and as a story and I think if you're going to do the latter, um, it needs to be done by people who have that lived experience. Just really quickly picking up on Amy's first point that she said as well. It, it's not we've always said from the get go that Game Magazine is about LGBTQ content plus LGBTQ adjacent uh, or LGBTQ sort of favorite content as well. And again, it's the gay SEO coming mm, back up mm-hmm. again. So games such as Pokemon, Animal Crossing, et cetera, that are huge queer favorites that don't necessarily have queer content inside them. Um, they are really cool games and we, we, we always cover them as well. I've always found it fascinating as somebody, again, that's not quite as in, in embedded into the sort of, uh, into the kind of gaming fandom that the number of people that go into games and almost impart their own sexuality into that game and I've, I'm, I'm, mm. like seeking love stories that don't exist, uh, or putting in kind of like queer coding. Um, we can write to the cows come home about that, which is, again, it's a very clever mm. way and uh, of, of being able to still do queer content is actually there is so much content out there, so many games out there that although aren't necessarily queer themselves, I think a lot of people are reading them as queer um, or, or reading certain storylines as queer. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. in itself has, has given us a wealth of uh, a wealth of content that we can explore as well
1: yeah that's great and as you say it's a, a point that i like is how but well, these are these are queer favorite games like these these are the games that the LGBT community are playing so yeah, you can it, cover them I think, yeah and it, that's it, what your audience want to see anyway
0: yeah totally and i think if we sat there and just said, and just said, like had a sort of very militaristic kind of view of we are only ever going to cover games that have actually completely explicit 100 percent confirmed queer content we wouldn't be doing mm-hmm. too much to be honest with you um obviously in the indie space there's loads and and we'd always do that but it it wouldn't be as dynamic I don't think um but I think having um having sort of pieces that veer from really deep quite intellectually quite controversial in some ways we have had some pieces that have actually created real arguments um by writers um I love the fact we actually have a couple of examples where two writers have written about the same game and actually completely disagreed on it or had different opinions on it. That's great Mm. because again, Mm. they've come at it from two different lived experiences. Um, But we're not shy of, of messing around either. Um, We had somebody compare all the butts in doom um, at one point. Um, And, (laughs) and and Amy's renowned for sort of throwing in um, one of her sort of like, who's got the best sausage kind of articles or something, which I can't remember. (laughs) Amy, you'll tell me exactly what it is, but I, I, we were being interviewed by um, an American outlet about um, the gaming awards. And I was sort of like saying such fantastic things about the importance of diversity, etc. And I believe on the same day we published some, some <laughs> amazingly <laughs> trash piece of, <laughs> that was that got loads of clicks and it was about penises or something. And it's just like, well, that's, that's on brand actually.
2: <laughs> it, it was about, uh, I think it was like the best himbos. In that's video it. Game.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: we we uh <laughs> you know we hit the hard-hitting question you know we answered this is this is the deep
0: journalism that people expect from gaming exactly yeah
1: <laughs> but that's good though it's good that you're producing the kind of content people actually want to read you know that you've got your, you've got your deep analysis um on, on on queer representation you've got your um just standard like news and, and reviews of, of, of games that may not necessarily be uh, lgbt related and then you've got your your
0: Doom arse articles. I mean, yeah, Doom butts. You've yeah. got the yeah. three top ones. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. If if we'd have done a magazine that was all about sort of deep and meaningful conversations on um, on the importance of uh, equality in video gaming, that would have been interesting at an academic kind of level. Um, and you might have got away with it as like a quarterly journal publication or something. But realistically, it'd be a boring as hell magazine yeah um, yeah so and i th- don't think
2: that's what we are either. so no
0: exactly isn't that's that's completely not what we are but it's good to have that discourse in there as well and i think that's what again mm-hmm. it's the sk- it's the skill of amy that can kind of sort of balance these things off on a weekly basis to make sure we have some like light, light and dark sort of shading to our articles
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah and, and what i would say as well as a point is a point to, to to point out is that even if someone isn't part of the lgbt community in, in, in any form um it's still a really interesting outlet like you, you don't need to be a part i'm sure a lot of the readers are but you don't need to be a part of that community to to get something out of to get something out of this website like
0: obviously no, wrote, the,
1: the, 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 it will it will show you angles and stuff but yeah
0: i mean if you, if you don't want to read about butts in doom that's fine i accept that but i think having any kind of um I think we all need to take another look at the world through some through some other lenses occasionally. And I, th- I, and I feel that's what gaming offers. Um, and I would encourage anyone just to go and sort of thumb through the website. You will find something that entertains you. Um, if you're mm. a fan of Drag Race, we're matching up drag queens with their Pokemon uh, alter egos. <laughs> if you want to read about why something is really important to the trans community that maybe you haven't thought of, read it and learn from it and and if you take something away that's great if it's if it's how to write a better trans character fantastic if it's how this decision although lauded in the mainstream press wasn't exactly brilliant for queer people that's excellent or if you decide that one of the monsters in doom actually does have the best butt, then that's even better mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. I I I almost want to ask you which one had the best butt, but that would be spoiling it, and people should go and check. <laughs> I,
0: I also don't want to influence other people's judgment. Uh, we presented them without judgment, and ah. people have their own choice in butts,
2: without bias
0: and everything. Exactly. <laughs> That's good. That's what we need. A, bu- a, a butt in doom for everyone, I believe. A,
1: bu- a butt a button in doom for everyone. Ah, oh, touching. Um, yeah, as 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 we've said, said like it's it's really good to view. Um, to intake content at lots of different angles um, which is something that I do personally anyway just with someone that is really interested in video games obviously I'm part of the LGBT community myself but even if I wasn't I'd be following your outlet I'd be reading your content because there is lots of content I take in from other places where I'm not part of that community but I like to see it from that angle Um, not even on a diverse perspective but speedrunning, for example, I'm not a speedrunner, I'm never gonna speedrun, I have no interest in doing it, but I love just seeing games from different angles, so I will read about speedrunning, I'll read about, you know, I'll watch them. I'll, re- I'll read about the world records and, and the techniques people use and stuff, and it's just really interesting, even if you're not part of specific communities, um, whether it's, you know, speedrunning or something more important like diversity, um, it's really just interesting to, to intake uh, lots of diverse content and different angles on gaming, um, you know, Just to give you a bit more of an idea of what the gaming experience is like for everyone, um, yeah, I think it's really important. Cool, um, so with that, um, I think that's a good point to let you run away. Um, do you want to tell people, each of you, where they can find yourselves personally and where they can go for gaming mag?
0: Um, yeah, so you can find me on Twitter. Um, I am at that Robin Gray, uh, G R A Y. Um, that'll do. Um, and then for gaming we are uh, gamingmag.com that's G-A-Y-M-I-N-G, mag.com and we're on instagram twitter and facebook uh, all at gamingmag uh, and a really quick shout out i apologize there is another podcast in existence um, it's the gaming po- <laughs> it's the gaming podcast uh, which comes out every two weeks and is available where all wherever all good podcasts are sold amazing
2: uh as for me you can also find me on twitter at a meme Rights. it is a-i-m-e-m-e-n-r-i-g-h-t-s uh and to do another quick shout out we are going to be doing a dnd one shot soon and if you are interested you can find out about that on gaming as well. And I forget the hashtag. Well, no, I don't. It is gaming.com <laughs> slash uh, night to remember. And we are going to be doing some fun, like, absolute fabulous queer stuff during that time. So if you are around and want to uh, support us, please go ahead. We're also donating to charity. So if you want to give us some money to help people... Please do.
1: Amazing. Um, and also on, on the topic of the Gaming Awards, when are the nominations for that?
0: Uh, so nominations actually are open now um, for, ah. you caught me off the guard, for three categories, <laughs> um, which you will find out on the internet. Um, No, it, there are three categories that are open now, I believe. Um, so go to gamingawards.com uh, and you can see the ones that are live. You can just click it and fill out the Google form to nominate. Um, I believe it's best indie, it's best streamer, and it's the industry award. Um, some of them are purely awesome. judged, so the gaming, uh, so the the game of the year, and a couple of other ones are purely based on judges' nominations. Um, and then later in the year, there will be nominations opening for the uh, readers' award, uh, and then voting takes place over Christmas. Great, lovely stuff. Um, yeah, and I do employ
1: everyone listening
0: uh, to go
1: and check out. Um, gaming Mag to go and check out the awards uh, really awesome stuff and as i mentioned previously even if you're not part of the lgbt community um it's really cool to just take that content and just and just get another angle on, on stuff so yeah do definitely go check it out um thank you both very much for coming on thanks it was a real it. delight to to talk to you both
2: yeah thanks for inviting us
1: thanks and maybe in years to come when we're all old we can come back on another podcast in 50 years time and talk about all the amazing lgbt representation that has happened God,
2: I hope
1: so. I'm holding you in to that. Well, yeah, all all the world's ended and we don't need to worry about it. Either way. (laughs) Um, Thank you both very much and we will uh, catch you next time. Bye. Hi, thanks for listening. If you liked this podcast, you can support it, i.e. me, on www.patreon.com slash toadsanime for just $1 or more a month you will get a shout-out at the end of each podcast, which is coming up in a second, or for $3 a month, you'll get access to four episodes early a month. That means you'll be getting each episode three days before public release. Ooh, aren't you special? Ooh, you. And obviously, every episode features a different guest from the video games industry, and it will help support me getting cool guests and making it feel like it's a really good use of my time. Let's pretend it is. So thank you so, so much to anyone and everyone that even looks at the Patreon for even a second. And thank you to Ryan Winter, Joe Sheedy, Gregory Kroll, Andy Robertson, Stephen Bolton, Lee Chapman, Gregory Phillips, Chris Wood, Corey Class, EMH Richard, Francisco Limus, Thomas and James Coop for backing me on Patreon so far. Thank you so, so much. <laughs>